wish each and every one of you uh, a very uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, my name's Michael Maisie. I'm one of the elders here. It's my privilege to be here worshiping uh, the Lord Jesus with you here this morning. Let me ask you a question. Why do you celebrate Christmas? Why do you celebrate Christmas? Is it because of the special time that you are able to have with your family? Is it maybe the food that you get to eat? I'm sure that's not the case for anyone here. Maybe it's the time that you get for rest, right? It's a little more calm. Now, if you're in retail or something like that, maybe that's not the kind of experience you have. I understand that. Maybe it's busier, but for the most part, Christmas can be a time for rest. Maybe that's why you celebrate it. Maybe it's uh, the gifts that you give to others, or maybe the gifts that you receive from others, or maybe it's just the simplicity of tradition, right? Tradition has a way of comforting us, norms, this is what we do, and therefore it's a cause for celebration. Why do you celebrate Christmas? As great as those things are and the joys they can give us, those are not the main reason or the main reasons that we celebrate. that was born 2,000 years ago in a a humble uh, stable in a far-off land, Jesus of Nazareth. Why is He the center and the core of all that Christmas is about? And why is He what makes Christmas worth celebrating? 1 Timothy 1.15 tells us this loud and clear, why Jesus is worth celebrating on Christmas. In the middle of this passage, Paul is sharing his story. He's sharing his story about how he came to know Jesus. And in the middle of this story, he provides what Charles Spurgeon says is the whole gospel in a single verse. The whole of the good news about Jesus in a single verse. And today, it's going to be for us the whole meaning of Christmas in a single verse. Here it is. If you have your Bible, you can take a look at it, 1 Timothy 1.15, or you can follow along on the screen. Here's 1 Timothy 1.15. The saying is trustworthy. And deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. This is the word of the Lord, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. 
Let's pray together. Father, we pray that your spirit would be at work in our hearts, revealing to us Jesus, the true meaning of Christmas. We pray this in his name. Amen. In this verse, we have at least three reasons why we celebrate Jesus every single Christmas. The first one is right there in this little word, this title, right before his name. Paul says the saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world. Christ Jesus. Don't miss the significance of that title. The significance of that word cannot be minimized. Christ is a very important word, a very important title. Behind it, particularly for the original hearers of that word, was a ton of expectation, right? That there was this promise that God had given that he would send a holy and anointed king who would come and save Israel, God's people, from all their enemies, and he would establish an eternal kingdom that would never end. What Paul is saying to Timothy, right, is this. Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the long-awaited, promised king that would come. The son of David, the son of God, who would come and, uh, um, and rule and reign forever. Right? If you just heard what Ethan read in the call to worship, and maybe, maybe even some time that you spent with your children reading over the birth narrative. From Luke's gospel, you would have heard verse 11. Luke makes it very clear. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. He is Christ the Lord. Christ. There it is again. Jesus is the Christ. The coming of this child is unlike any other child. The coming of this child is the coming of the Christ. The promised King who would come and rule and reign forever. And so we celebrate Jesus every Christmas because Jesus is the Christ, because of who he is. Do you know him as the Christ? That's why we celebrate him. He's the promised king. He's come into the world. He's the Christ. He's the son of David. He's the son of God. That's why we celebrate Jesus every Christmas. Amen? The second reason, as the verse goes on, we celebrate Jesus every Christmas, not only because of who he is, but why he came. Christ Jesus came into the world to save. Did you hear that? Christ Jesus came into the world to save. Jesus came to save. He left heaven and all of the glories of heaven and came to earth in a humble manner for the purpose of saving. He came to deliver. If you know any of the counts of Christ's life and ministry, you might hear him say, you may even remember these words when he looked at those who he was teaching and he said, the Son of Man came to seek and to save lost. That's why he came. Jesus came to save. 
John 3.17, right after the famous verse, John 3.16, uh, what does he say? For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, amen, but to save, that the world might be saved through him. Jesus came to save. Do you hear that? Jesus came to save. Christmas is a holiday that celebrates salvation because Jesus came into this world on a rescue mission. He came to save. He didn't come to condemn us, amen? He didn't come for political power to establish that here on earth. He didn't come even simply to teach us something. And he did not come to be only for us a moral example that we should follow. Jesus came to save. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Christmas is about salvation. And it's about Jesus, the one who came to save. So why Jesus? Because of who he is. He's the Christ. He's the Savior. Why Jesus? Because of why he came. He came to save. But a, a statement like that begs us to ask the question, to save who? To save who from what? Who needs to be saved? What do they need to be saved from? Again, Paul goes on. He says, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. Why do we celebrate Jesus? Because every uh, Christmas we celebrate him because of who he saves. And we're blown away by this reality. We're, we're shocked by what we read and what we hear. He says Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Jesus came to save those who had fallen short of the glory of God, to those who had disobeyed God's commands. Jesus came to save those who were worshiping false gods and idols, those who were living continually in a corrupt condition that was contrary to the design of God and His creative purposes. That's who Jesus came to save. He came to save those who as sinners deserved his just wrath and judgment. That's who he came to save. He came to save sinners. Now you may be sitting here and you may be thinking, oh, that's a category maybe that I can understand. Like it's, there's a lot of evil out there. There's a lot of sinners in the world. But what, what application of that is there to me? I mean, I understand. I've, I've done some bad things in my life. I've made a lot of mistakes. Surely I've had many disappointments over the years. I've missed the mark here and there. I've dropped the ball. But am I a sinner that is in desperate need of being saved from his wrath? His just anger against my rebellion? 
You see, when Paul says that he came to save sinners, he's saying that he came to save those who needed him the most. That's what Christmas signifies, is that God is entering into human history to meet the most pressing human need. I don't know what you think is the most significant need in our world or in your life, but what Paul is telling each and every one of us today is that Jesus came into the world to save sinners, the people that needed him most, and he is including himself and every one of us in that category. There is no one who has ever lived outside of that category except for Christ himself. This category is universal. It's all of us, including me, including you. Jesus came to save sinners, those who needed him most, and that is you. You need to be saved from your sins. You need to hear that this morning. And that's the wonderful news of the gospel. That's the wonderful news of the meaning of Christmas. That's why we celebrate it here today. Because that's why Jesus came. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, those who needed him most. But then, if that wasn't as shocking enough, Paul goes on to give another phrase that we could easily just move on from. And I, I want you to see this morning. He goes on to call himself the foremost. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. Because you may hear this message of salvation, and you may conclude that, yeah, I understand he saves sinners. I understand he saves some of them. But you don't know my past. You don't understand the things that I've done. You don't know what I've been through and the difficulties that I've faced and the brokenness that I feel and the guilt and shame that I carry. Jesus would maybe save some sinners, but he would never save me. I'm not good enough for Jesus to save. Some of you may feel the weight of that this morning. You may feel the heaviness of God's holiness in a way that makes you think that you do not deserve to be saved by Jesus. But Paul says something so beautiful and something so personal. And what he says tells us this, that it's not just that Jesus came to save those who needed him most, but he also came to save those who deserved him the least. Amen? Do you, feel, do you know that this morning? Jesus came to save you. Even you who feels as though you deserve him the least. Romans 3.23, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Amen? Salvation 
is all of grace. That's what Paul is telling us in this passage. That's what Paul tells us throughout the whole New Testament. That's what Jesus preached to a world that was desperately in need of him. It's all of grace. You cannot earn it. You cannot buy it. You must simply receive it. No matter who you are, no matter how deep and far and wide sin has taken you, there is no sin that God's grace in Christ is not sufficient to save you from and forgive you from this morning. Please, don't think for one minute that Jesus cannot save you. He can, and he will. Amen? That's what Christmas is all about. It's about who Jesus is. It's about why Jesus came. And it's shockingly about who Jesus saves. The people that need him most. The people that deserve him the least. God is so gracious in the way that he saves. That's what the giving's all about, right? These are manifestations and displays of grace. God's grace and generosity to the people that need him most and who deserve him the least. That's what Christmas is all about. That's why we celebrate it. And so this morning, as we wrap up this message, you might ask, okay, I see it. I see who Jesus is. I know why he came. And I'm shocked and blown away by who he's willing to save. So what do I do with it? It's real simple. It might be the most shocking thing. And I'm going to say it, and then I'm going to caveat it, okay? Here's what you're to do with this Jesus and the grace of his salvation. Are you ready? Nothing. Of course, something. You must simply receive it. What do you do with grace? You receive it. And that's it. That's what Christmas is all about. We say all the time, Christmas is about giving. True that. God's giving. God's giving. Not ours. Christmas is about giving. God's giving. But really for us, Christmas is about receiving. So I simply ask you this morning, no matter where you are, on the spectrum of saving faith in Jesus. Receive grace today. Receive the grace of Christmas. Don't do anything except receive. How do you receive? You receive by faith. You simply trust in it. You rely in it. And that's what Paul starts this verse by saying, doesn't he? He says, this saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. That's it. This statement, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. It's, it's trustworthy. Right? We talk about faith as being blind. Oh, just, just close your eyes and jump as if faith was blind faith. That's crazy talk. See Christ. Read of him. Pursue him. Hear of him. 
and see the evidence and see that he is trustworthy. He's credible. It's worth full acceptance. So receive it. Receive it by faith. And saint, if you've been hearing this your whole life and you've trusted in it, here's what you're going to do now. The same thing. Just continue to receive. Continue to open your arms up wide and receive the grace of God in Jesus Christ that will continue to empower a new life of faith and obedience. Just keep receiving. What do you want me to do, Mike? Receive. If you're a sinner uh, saved by grace, you know the glory and the beauty of what that means, and you understand that that's what Christmas is all about. So I'm going to ask you again, why do you celebrate Christmas? Is it family? Is it food? Is it the giving and the receiving? Is it the rest? Is it the tradition? Yeah, do all that. Enjoy that. Receive that. But understand this, that those good gifts from God pale in comparison. They're on the periphery compared to the central core reason why we celebrate Christmas. His name is Jesus. Amen? So celebrate Jesus this Christmas for who he is, for why he came, and who he saves. All God's people said, amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this wonderful truth that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. I pray that every person in this room, regardless of their age, would see Christ by the power of your Spirit, that their eyes would be open, that their ears would be open, and they would see and hear Jesus and all that he is, and that they would run into his arms for salvation, and that they would receive by faith the grace that is required to know you and walk in newness of life. We pray that your spirit would be at work in every heart. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen.